Welcome to No Room for Phonies. We're calling this podcast number 6A, Right, Wrong, or Indifferent. And we're going to talk about a moral compass as we prepare for the new year. And uh, we're calling it 6A because I have a special guest today. This is Pam and this is my son, Zachary. So we're going to have a discussion about the moral compass as we prepare for a new decade of 2020. New decade, new me. (laughs) So what's a moral compass? I think it's an internal sense of equilibrium, whether your actions are negatively impacting others, more simply put. That's that's what um, uh, drives you as a moral compass? Well, I think everyone sort of wants to kind of do right, as it were. I think it's more, um, I think you also have to be conscientious enough to realize what effect you have on other people. Impact, right? Yes. And what is your, um, like to me, without integrity, it's pretty hard to have a moral compass. Mm. Integrity meaning consistency with regards to how you uh, sort of act in a consistent way. Yeah, and my, my guide for integrity is always that I will do what I consider to be the right thing in keeping in mind that I try to put others before myself. Mm-hmm. So integrity is doing the right thing even when other people aren't necessarily going to agree with you or be happy with you or appreciate you. It's like like as a as a teacher and a principal I did the right thing for kids even though it made it upset te- some teachers or even though I had to speak abruptly to a parent. Mm-hmm. Because I had, I figured I had integrity, which drove my moral compass. Absolutely, I, I think I've been thinking about this in sort of two different ways. The first way is sort of in your own sort of personal actions, um, just in sort of day to day life, and then in another sense, um, a moral compass as a leader, and. Uh, and as uh, as someone who makes decisions, I don't know, in the workplace, yeah, sort of more more of a thing where you have decisions that are ambiguous, or when you have different fact, they are ambiguous in the sense that you can prioritize different factors when you're making a decision. I mean, you can. Uh, for instance, prioritize just sort of going along to get along, um, uh, avoiding, you can make a decision that avoids conflict. Yeah, and you can also, there's also something, and I mean, I tried to exercise this as a parent and a leader in choosing your battle. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, because have- that is driven by your moral compass, what you choose at any given time to make a priority or to make a thing is about your 
what you want to tackle kind of a thing. I do want to add that it's a nice balmy December day and we are drinking red wine. So even yes. though this is a serious topic, we are taking it all too seriously because we're drinking wine. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, we just started too. So they, with regards to like a moral compass, I mean, everyone wants to be morally, everyone wants to do the right thing. Yes. Um, but I think people who have different values will value different aspects, will, will promote different aspects of a decision that they're trying to make. So there might be a... So, so in some cases you might want to be more conflict averse than others. Um, want to build consensus, even though of course, I mean sometimes consensus is great, in other cases, I mean... You can, you can always kind of tell when a piece of communication, for instance, is designed by a committee. Right. And some, and it's gone into sort of... The, the consensus option can be a bit bloated and, and unwieldy sometimes uh, when it might be more clear-cut to just have uh, someone in charge of something. Right. Um, but, and it, but you can build... But you can have building consensus as a value. And I think it's sort of... Picking which, um, I think that everyone has this sort of ingrained, not not ingrained as in like innate to like when you're born you're going to value consensus, but sort of. Um, Everybody in, wants to get along and try to do the right thing. Yeah, no, but 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 with regards to like what kinds of, uh, what element, what aspect of a decision they're going to of a decision they're going to pay the most attention to, whether that's building consensus. Um, avoiding conflict, maybe it's um, yeah. wanting something to be not like saying that it's like thinking inside the box is a little like um, negative, but maybe like something that's consistent with um, uh, previous decisions. I mean, well, and the thing is, when you're making a decision as part of an organization, you can sit around the table and you can hash it out, but in the end, when you open the door to the meeting room everybody has to be on the same page. Mm -hmm. So right. if you um, disagree with parts of it, but you come to consensus as a whole, because you can't, otherwise the organization falls apart if people won't come together at some level. That's right. But also, you can also... Um, you can always find someone to agree with you and you can always find someone to disagree with you. So if you if you want to challenge your moral compass, you have to be willing to have cognitive dissonance and have people that disagree with you. Yeah, and I mean, I think most disagreements can be traced back to just looking at different aspects of, of a decision. I mean, that, that is something that people talk about politically, I mean, especially in the U.S. with sort of having the same set of facts, I think that might be something a little bit different. Um, yeah. It's sort of related to media ecosystems and things like that. When val but, but those are also promoted by values. I mean, if your value system uh, values uh, safety, values risk aversion, then you might not want to make decisions that result in any change, even if, even if the status quo has problems of its own. But I think that having, so I think that the, the most important thing, I mean, your moral compass could describe your 
decision, well, I think it does describe your decision-making style with all of the factors that you take into account, the ones you prioritize over others, and how you're set up to make these decisions. Um, and I think this could be personal. I mean, I used a political example, but I think it's personal as well. As Do you political. think our moral compass is as personal as religion? Like my moral compass is, is personal to me? I think that there's so many interpretations of religions that you can have a lot of different styles of moral compass that fit even inside one religion. I mean, someone's someone's faith can be very order based, very right. Real, no, very but I'm even based. I'm talking about it in terms of my moral compass and my decision making process and my integrity are personal to me just like my religion and my political stance and everything like we don't oh yes and i think these things could all be quite related i mean they are i mean your risk aversion or uh, prioritization of consensus um maybe you maybe you want prefer to make decisions very quickly you don't want to waste a lot of time on deliberation then that, that doesn't necessarily rule anything else out and it doesn't mean that you'll always think the same way but it sort of predisposes you to certain things and I think that I mean accepting like I do that everyone well most people I mean some people just want to watch the world burn but I think people are too quick to ascribe that to, to those they disagree with saying they just want to let the world burn you know? right I, I think they're really mostly just valuing different different elements uh, they're, value, they're, they're valuing different criteria more highly than, than, than some people choose to. And I mean, there, this is not, over, not overstating that in life there is right and wrong. Lying is wrong. Murder is wrong. Like Hypocrisy is wrong. wrong. Like, yeah. There's right and wrong. There are, but people have different... I mean, people always have different ideas of what is a lie versus like going back to politics again people are more willing to forgive a lie from their side than the other side and there's all manner of ways that you can justify that right to yourself and to others but then it goes back to what you're valuing at the time and at the time you might be right. valuing your and also I think you have to also feel like um, motivation, right? What's behind your decision? Mm -hmm. Is you know, is your decision behind the greater good or the bigger picture or whatever? Sometimes, yeah. But what I mean is, like, everyone sort of might have their own idea of what that bigger picture looks right. like, and it's based on their own moral compass. I'm trying to pour wine very quietly. That's okay. And if you hear something in the background. The dog is under the table snoring. He hasn't had any wine. So, and he hasn't had any wine, but he's under the table. He had just, a long walk, but he hasn't had any wine. He's just very, very sweet. So, what do you think? How do you develop a moral compass? I think you can develop it through your upbringing, through reading, through personal experiences that you have. I mean, people who are, I mean... It, what, what kind of education you have. There's lots of different uh, schools of thought and places that they sort of 
are, are more dominant. And do you think that people, like I think about my moral, like I, I always um, considered my, I guess, I don't know, like I always considered my um, integrity, my values, my whatever that goes together to make my moral compass in any decision I made, whether I was making a decision as a parent or a, a principal or a teacher or a wife or a friend or whatever. Do you think that's true of most people? Sorry, the, the question being? That people do consider their, I mean, not in every, not when I'm preparing dinner, but I'm just saying. I don't know if it's, if it's, if it's so active. I mean, you can frame it in this sort of moral compass way, but I think you that unless they're specifically like prompt something to think about it, they might not think about it that way. Um, but yeah, I, I th but I think that everyone wants to do good. Everyone has their own set of assumptions that they But do you think it's important to, like I'm thinking of all this um, mindfulness, right? Engaging in mindfulness, right? Because that's a yeah. big thing. Do you think it's as important to, um, be um, mo like consider and think about the fact that we have a moral compass like I like do you think that would improve things in the world if people thought okay this is the moral compass that I use and this is how I make decisions and I'm not gonna let somebody um, push not you know not saying that you can't change your mind or you can't arrive at consensus or you can't do any of that but that you have a basic moral compass that isn't going to be like shifted around all the time by whatever. I don't know. I think I think it, it I think it should shift, and I think that the, the way to come to um, better decisions, whether that's personal, political leadership, is is to just cons is to consider where well. This isn't some revolutionary thought, but just to consider what what values um, other uh, other people, opponents, are, are putting in their uh, have in their moral compass, and what pro factors they're prioritizing, and just as long as that's considered and, and, and taken into account, synonyms. Uh, no, but okay. I just always think that you should have a basis. And then, so there's a moment where you just say, no, like, I'm not going to do that. That's outside of. I, don't, I think it, I think it's quite disparate where people sit with, with their moral compass. I mean, not so much in a sense of like when you would bring up like lying or stealing, but things beyond that. I mean, if, if you go to like a more left, right spectrum political example, um, could ask like, do you steal a loaf of bread to feel your to, to feel your to feed your family? Yeah. Um, someone who's more order based, um, might say, yeah. No, I mean it's against the law. Whereas someone who's more like someone would say, well, who did you who did you steal it from? Were they rich? Did, did they have a four hundred one k? Then it's justified. So I think it, it can get down to that like very fundamental level of like of right. difference in moral compass and. And understanding where other people are coming from is important, but but with regards to like more like on the personal side, I mean, with everyone wanting to do good, everyone having a a moral compass, a certain a set, uh, 
of values that they follow and not everyone else having their own many many similar many different uh what are you saying what you were saying about conscientiousness i think becomes very very important i mean it's just taking that moment to realize that your actions have an effect yes. on other on other people and what that effect is and how they're feeling and 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 just sort of not sort of doing things automatically because right. I think that I don't know for me well me and anyone I think that sort of overcoming your own self-interest to cons- really consider the effect on others isn't necessarily automatic right but I mean most of the things you do in the day like what you choose to make for dinner what route you take to get to work I mean these things affect no one but yourself so you can go through a lot of these things sort of on autopilot it's basically just making snap quick decisions. I mean, you have to. If you had to think about the moral dimensions of every single decision you made in the course of a day. No, and I'm not... I don't think I would consider mm-hmm. that. I think about um, that t- tomorrow I want to be a better person and a more authentic person than I was today. So the bigger thing is to struggle with... Um, Okay, my moral compass is whatever, but I know that the people around me don't necessarily agree with me. So therefore, sometimes I have to suck it back because I know that I might upset somebody by saying, yeah, I don't really think that's the right... Like, mm-hmm. the moment of when you think that it's okay to, to be honest about your opinion of something, even though you know... And is a moral compass, yes, I think a moral compass is personal. So sometimes my personal moral compass is really my opinion. Yes, absolutely. And that, and it fits into so many other things. Sometimes it is your faith. Sometimes it is your politics. But, but, but like my, my, my example just sounded like just kind of going through, like not really thinking about decisions, for instance, about like how to get to work. Um, right. Some people in their moral compass, I mean, one, one thing they're very focused on, especially now, and, and this is something that makes a lot of sense, is like sustainability. So they'll think about how their actions always, 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 how it sort of affects the planet, which is great. Like I, I, I made make some decisions on this basis. Like it's not a static thing. Um, but at the same time, like like for instance, my my value, well, this, this would be more political in its decision making, but some of this is... Um, as much as as much as is possible, just leaving, sort of letting people make their own decisions, right. like individually. Like I, I, I don't place. I, I think one of my values is I think that people will people will basically try to. My, my values. I think people will basically try to do the right thing. Of course, they're not perfect and they make mistakes, but I think that people have free will and they will. Do you they're remember? better off on just on their own, but but some but other people might value that less. Like they might see some problems with the world and and think that if everyone was made to do things a right. certain way, then that would be better for the world. And maybe and maybe they're right, but but I someone like me or others who val- who would value more like letting people be autonomy, sort of do their right? own thing. Autonomy, yeah, you value autonomy. So so would disagree with that. And I think that, that that sort of fundamental difference in values and difference in moral compass underlies a lot of big political disagreements that, that, that people see because um, people see things as very urgent. And, and, right. Well, I, and I also see that. 
no. climate, especially being urgent. So now I'm getting quite macro. Okay, but, but. And I, okay, <laughs> I want to go back to when you were a little kid and not not that little, old enough to be aware of what your peers had and coming home from school. And I don't know whether it was this Pog thing or Pokemon cards. And that might have been Sebastian. I don't know might have Pokemon been. But cards. anyway, wanting I think it was Sebastian, and he wanted to collect them. And I said, we're not going to spend money on making a collection of these are very expensive and we're not going to spend money. We just were they were not... expensive, weren't they? Anyway, and his conclusion to all that was that anyone who did that was wrong. Uh, ah, yeah. So then he, I, he would say to his friends, you can pour me some too, <laughs> that um, it's wrong for your family to collect Pokemon cards. So I said, like this, I guess this is part of how we develop a moral compass, right? Certainly I said that it's it. wrong. It's, it's not wrong for somebody else to do something differently. Just because our family makes a choice not to do something doesn't make everybody else wrong. Mm -hmm. And that's, and I think that that's hard for other people to accept at times. Okay. Is that if I choose not to do it, doesn't mean that I'm judging you and thinking you're wrong. It's just I get to make my own choices. That's right. So, but that's hard. No, it is, and that's I think I think I don't know. You read little little fun anecdotes like that all the time, where people sort of um, uh, children especially sort of want uh, sort of desire that order to things. Like if one thing is wrong, it's wrong, and, that's, and yeah. it's wrong in all cases. And it's simple. It's black and white. You know, you would often tell me not to be so black and white about things <laughs> right yeah but there was a time like i don't know like more like adolescent like younger where i, I sort of wanted uh, saw problems and wanted them all to be solved and thought i had the solutions to every little thing and that if only people would listen to if not me people like me then everything would be just great and fine and dandy and that was that's sort of something i've moved away from i, I i'm sort of more um, yeah and that's maturity right and and, um, yeah. Well, I mean, you, you can't spend all your time thinking, oh, how other people should be acting, but aren't. Right. Absolutely. Like, that will drive you insane. Yeah. And I mean, I think one of the things that um, I grew up in a very judgmental, religious um, atmosphere. I'm not going to say what religion because I don't want to make people sad, but... Um, I grew up where people judged and where people actually had to confess things that they did wrong in front of everybody in the church. Yeah. And so judgment was a huge part of that. Judgment Judging a tool. someone decided whether you were right or wrong according to some nefarious, mm -hmm. well, they would have said the Bible, but... But the Bible is a very complicated book that you can pick lots of little well, things out of. Well, and you, if, if you remember, there's a scene in West Wing where the president comes in and says, do I have to um, kill, kill my brother because he plants his crops wrong? Or, you know, like there's so many like... Oh, yeah, know, exactly. And like where, a lot of those religious rules are, are the more specific ones are, are actually like policy decisions, like political policy mm -hmm. decisions about 
society like in, for instance I well think, and how that group of people is going to act like yeah. if you want to be part of this and now of course in this generation and era and whatever churches are finding out that if you enact all these policies people you don't have any people in your church well they're policies designed for ancient for the for ancient um like the sort of Mediterranean basin, like civilizations, like like I think the, some of the prohibitions on pork in some religions were designed to like prevent the spread of diseases. Although, whereas I now don't... we can genetically engineer a pig to be a certain length, right? Because it fits. But although, if I feel that someone decides <laughs> not to eat pork because they have chosen not to do that based on there, then that's fine. Go for it. Right? Yeah. It doesn't matter. And it, it, doesn't matter. it doesn't preclude me from... And I think one of the interesting... You know, now I divert like far away. But I used to just... When I invited people over, I would just cook meat food. Now when I invite people over, I specifically say to them, please tell me anything that you don't eat, can't eat, won't eat. No, oh, that, but that's the thing. There's then I, want to come, I don't want you to come to my table and go, Yuck. Yeah, well, that's the thing about being conscientious. I mean, that's re that's that mindfulness that decisions that previously thought were sort of morally neutral actually do carry a cost for others, and and we're gonna try and address that. Oh, poor poor pup is snoring away. I know he is. Um, anyway, the last of all, because we're getting um, we actually have been at this for a while. Been flying by. I know. How do you fine tune and use your moral compass? That is our question for the new millennium no new decade i guess we're moving I, know. I think the fine tuning is i think that happens like slowly over time it depends on what you read who you talk to like what you're doing i mean it, it it is really an organic sort of process i mean there's things you can do to like make it unorganic i think that if you go to therapy for instance you might find that your moral compass ends up because it affects how you make decisions and what the, whether the decisions affect just you, affect others. Like, that could be a way. I mean, just reading things about philosophy. Well, and I also and think that... Philosophy. Um, philosophy? I'm going to talk from a person in their 50s who's been through a bunch of stuff, right? A bunch of stuff. That um, my way of looking at the world has expanded so that I'm less judgmental and more aware of the impact that things have on other people mm -hmm. and even the impact that things have on me and how when something happens how it makes me feel and some of the things that I have to do in order to get through some things right mm -hmm. so but for some people as they get older they get less tolerant of things would you say that's true I don't know I don't know. It's hard to speak to other people because all we can see is it's it's outer manifestation. I mean, it's hard to know what's going on. And I think the world has just pushed us to a place where we have to be tolerant of a whole bunch of things, right? Well, I think. Or do you think it's less? We're going to see in the next ten years. But I mean, but but talking about like the process of fine tuning, I think that's organic and happens over time. I think the most important thing is building the conscientiousness and building in the ability to just stop and think about how our decisions affect others and I mean that's going to be filtered through a moral compass but it's good to also consider uh, uh, what values others also have and 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 just trying to be an active 
active decision maker, not just sort of passively flying yeah. through all of these things. Yeah, that's good. All right, well, we're going to close it off here for now. That's um, the end of Right, Wrong, or Indifferent, talking about the moral compass for No Room for Phonies. And this will be the podcast 6A, the first one, and it'll uh, hopefully um, we'll wish you the best of the new year ahead. And uh, we'll be back for podcast 7 in the middle of January.